0: Whenever my world falls apart,
1: I never lose hope or lose heart. Whatever the form of the storm that may brew, not with you to lean on, darlings, you. Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a performer, teacher. It's Catherine Riddle, everybody.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hello.
1: How are you? I'm just
0: fine. How are you? You're
1: good. Thank you for coming down here, Catherine. And you're here to talk about
0: Les Mis: The Complete Symphonic Recording.
1: Yes, this is our third Les Mis episode, right? Yes, third Les Mis episode. This was actually the recording I had on CD. This CD is... We can hear it. (laughs) How old this CD is. This CD is 25 years old, easily. I grew up with the... We had the Broadway one on cassette. But this is the one I had on CD. So this is the one that ended up on all the mixtapes I made when I was in high school.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: And uh, yeah, because it was so much easier. How did Le Mis come into your life?
0: Oh, gosh. Les Mis was one of the first shows I ever saw like on stage. I'm pretty sure we saw it at the Hippodrome. My parents would you know, mm-hmm. take us to whatever was touring sure. in town. And I specifically remember seeing it and the image that was with me the most, because I I was little. like. I don't know eight nine mm. something like that was when eponine died that there was like blood in her coat and oh, i was yeah. like oh my god i remember thinking like is that ketchup is that <laughs> is that bl-? like how are they doing that and then i was like very scarred but um sure. but i loved the the show and i thought it was just magical
1: yeah well it is it's it a is pretty magical. it's a formative show it's come <laughs> up shockingly few times in my opinion is as, as the show that people want to do um but uh, why this recording though, and not the the others?
0: I think so. I started with the original Broadway cast. I think it's from like yeah. 87. 87. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, that's what I had initially when I was little. But then we did Les Mis in high school when I was in high school. Um. Yes, it was quite an undertaking yes, for our high be. school. Was <laughs> yep. it
1: LeMiz the g- school edition? School edition. That's what they call it. It's okay.
0: Really, still like two hours and forty-five oh, yeah. minutes long. It's, it's dense. So long. Oh sure. But when, so we went when we went to do that. I wanted a, a different recording of it for with all of the little bits and mm-hmm. pieces thrown in there. So my parents got this, and then. To say I became obsessed with it is an understatement. <laughs> in high I'm pretty sure, like start to finish, every single word. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's deep. So, have you seen Les Mis recently?
0: Yeah, I've seen it. So I saw it on the West End when Alfie Boe did it. Okay. And then I saw the most recent revival on Broadway. On Broadway. Mm-hmm. So
1: how much of this recording is still in the show?
0: Yeah, it's changed a right. little bit.
1: Because this seems to be everything, except for the Little People right. song song. Right. That is that still in the West End version? Or do they take that out?
0: No, he didn't do that when I saw it. Okay, because there's he Little People the in overture, the... the overture, or the The reprise. little reprise, yeah. Because yeah.
1: Little People's is a full tilt song in the original West End recording, which they right. changed for the Broadway one. Right. But then this has like... The chunk that I like in this that doesn't seem to show up anymore is the stuff before Master of the House. The oh, little Tenardier yeah, yeah, yeah. section where you sort of hear, like, who he is and where he came from. Mine host, Tenardier, he was there, so they say, at the field of Waterloo. Gump, there it's true, when the fight was all through. But he knew just what to do. Crawling through the mud,
0: so I've heard it said.
1: Picking through the pockets of the English dead. He made a
0: tidy score from the spoils of war. My band of soaks, my den of dissolutes,
1: my dirty jokes, my always pissed at nukes. My sons of all spend their lives in my inn. How in pigeons, how mean in they fly through my doors, and their money's is good as yours. Yeah, they and set that's up I'm assuming. Character and has that been excised from as you remember? i do not remember
0: in the in the, br- in the car- it definitely in the wasn't recent- in the broadway one okay. it might have been in the west end one the other it's part that tricky. i feel like was was missing or has been missing from some recent productions is the um all of the stuff at the barricade there's like the first attack the second attack and yeah. there's all those little things in between
1: right <laughs> and that's all gone or no just some or-
0: of it yeah i think some of it's like right cut, cut
1: up sure there's a long instrumental section on this cd CDs, three of these damn CDs, CD <laughs> set that I can't remember. I remember it kind of took me, gosh, because it doesn't have a track list. You have to go through the whole thing. There's a, somewhere in Act 2.
0: <laughs> is it when Anja dies?
1: No, that's the, it's, I'm trying to remember. It, it comes in a weird spot. I don't know if it's the building of the barricade or there's this sort of, or it's like an on track almost. Maybe Does it go, is bum, 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 That one? Yeah, well, that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the, the barricade theme. The ba 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 ba. You with the barricade? Yeah, that's all good um it always did big bug me like, that uh yeah i think it comes right before at the barricade there's like an on track thing that happens and i think then,
0: that's when they like bi- yeah yeah build they're actually putting up. the barricade together
1: mm-hmm. um that always took me off guard when it came up on this recording because it's a, <laughs> this extended with the show does not have extended <laughs> instrumental sections you're like, What's or happening? a lot of dancing except for like the wedding chorale there's very little straight dancing in this show yes uh so that did always take me off guard so who'd you play in high school cosette oh my yeah look at you
0: i know (laughs) i know she was also like how old were you oh i was 17 and then i did cosette again after like my first professional gig out of college was les mis too where um at weathervane playhouse where's that it's in ohio
1: Oh, wow. Fun fact. Sure.
0: It's like, this is how much I loved Les Mis. <laughs> I literally, I took my mother and I was like, mom, we're driving to Ohio for these auditions. And she was like, what?
1: Oh, you went to Ohio to audition? Yeah,
0: because I emailed them and they weren't having New York auditions. I was going to so yeah. Like, yeah, I have to be in Les Mis. Like, we're going.
1: We're in Ohio. It
0: worked out very well. Obviously, <laughs> But yeah, in no. retrospect, I'm like, what?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's in it's near Columbus.
1: Okay. So, Cozette. So, you are, you, you teach... Do you teach singing and acting or just like I saw in your song? Um
0: Singing and piano for the most part. Singing and part. piano. Yeah. Okay, And you
1: studied vocal performance at yeah, AU. Yeah, okay. at American. Um, so how did you find <laughs> playing Cosette? Which is a super uh, open-ended question.
0: I was like, are you going to ask me how I made Cosette a little more interesting? Well, okay. <laughs> so
1: that's, there we go. That's an, Cosette is a very problematic she character.
0: Is. Oh, yeah. I have very mixed feelings about what, her. Okay.
1: Talk to me about these mixed feelings. Great.
0: Um, so I think when I was uh, younger, I just thought of Cosette as like, oh, she's the soprano, so like I like her because I was a soprano. Sure. You know what I mean? And then I went to play her, and I was like, oh, she like doesn't have a whole lot going on. So I read the book and got a lot more from Cosette. Okay. Because she's she's in it a lot more, and she speaks You know, she speaks. She more. does things. She does things. Yeah, and she, and the whole like. Her whole troubled past comes out a lot more as an adult. Because, you know, she has all this really horrible stuff happened to her as a child. And then what we see of her as an adult in the show is just like, I'm in love. right? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think when I went to play her, I, it was more like trying to get this information out of your dad and trying to figure out what was going on. And that Marius was like this glimmer of like hope of some sort of future that was going to be put together and stable and like because she's been moving around all this time Mm. so you know and it's it's hard to put some of that like love at first sight to make it super Mm -hmm. believable but i think it was just something she she wanted so badly too and then not like oh and then marius was there right but But that it was just like they both were looking for each other before that. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. I can see that. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, it's a moment that never, uh, I'll be completely honest, it never bothered me until I saw the movie.
0: Oh, God. And in the
1: movie, it doesn't make any sense that these two people are just suddenly in love with each other. It doesn't make any sense in the show either. Right. But But for some reason in the show, like, there's a lot more going on. Well, like, the
0: lighting, you know, she, like, drops her basket (laughs) and, like, a spotlight appears and you're like, oh, yeah, they're in love.
1: Right. Stage magic.
0: And I think for, like, on stage, we sort of sometimes just assume that there's more going on that, like, we don't see on stage, you know? We're like, Hmm. oh, maybe they hung out again between... Between, or they've known like, each Rube other before or, or like, something. Yeah. Or they've like seen each other and this is the first time they've like touched hands. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> You're like, ooh. Sure. Maybe something. When well, we forgive
1: but that I think on stage we forgive that stuff. Yeah. A lot easier. It yeah. it just seems so dumb in the movie. It seems so dumb. <laughs> and that was when I started to really peel apart that character who I hadn't ever thought about because frankly She doesn't do anything in this show. Is that did you find that to be? Am I am I being unfair? No, no, no,
0: not at all. She she does very little. Although I was glad that when I did it after college, the director actually was one of the first people I've met that liked Cosette. Like he was okay. He was into Cosette and Valjean's story even more so than Mm. Cosette and Marius's story. So he sort of inspired me that Cosette wasn't just a like toss-away character and he was like oh you know by the end of the show marius and cosette are this you know couple that are the only sort of really happy thing that's going to move forward in life you know we've lost oh, sure. all the other characters oh, sure.
1: so many dead people Right. so many so dead many people are on that stage
0: and that they're going to like continue this legacy and they are going to have a happy life together at the end and he sort of depicted that as everybody was really dirty in the show as well like you know yeah everyone's like dirty and grungy and that cosette and marius were always like these little like angel looking <laughs> things <laughs> i'm not even kidding <laughs> 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 so yeah I, th- I think he helped me find more of a trajectory with
1: her sure
0: <laughs> yeah well, in the yeah, book too
1: because you pop in yeah so well, yeah. What happens in the book? What What did you get from the book that that really helped you? There
0: were just more. There were more scenes with Valjean and Cosette when they when she first had grown up, when she was demanding information of like, "Who are you? Right. Like, you are not my dad. Where is my oh, so mom?" So she knows that in the book, but she like has an inkling in the book of mm-hmm. like, "So you're not, you weren't married to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, who, what, what? and where right. is she, and what happened?" And and they have more of like a tumultuous relationship, and she sort of is like sneaking out into the town, like hoping to get into a little bit of trouble. She's like more of a rebellious teenager. Oh, okay. So right. meeting Marius, she like bumps into him out on the street. Yeah, with dad, but she's sort of been like looking for sure, looking for trouble,
1: <laughs> <laughs> such as it is. Yes. Yeah, because she's so cherubic in the show, and that's just yeah. the way it's written. I mean, she we meet her, and she's this perfect little girl, which yeah. is fine. But then, yeah, I mean, after... Because the scene I really like that she has is the scene with Valjean. Mm-hmm.
0: There's so little I know that I'm longing to know Of the child that I was in a time long ago There's so little you say of the life you have known Why you keep to yourself, why we're always alone So dark, so dark and deep The secrets that you my life
1: I have all that I want You are loving and gentle and good
0: But Papa Dear Papa In your eyes I am just like a child who is lost in a wood
1: No more words
0: No more words It's a time that is dead There are words That are better unheard, better unsaid In my life, I'm no longer a child And I yearn for the truth that you know Of the years, years ago You will learn, truth is given by God To us all in our time, in our time
1: but then it never, we never see it come back again because Cosette is not in the show as much as no. you think she is. No, this is the big, I like, know.
0: I had a joke, like an ongoing joke that I forget. I counted the number of times they say Cosette in the show. It is, I mean, more than you appear so many times, but I was actually in the show like 25 minutes. Yeah. Like tops.
1: Right. <laughs> it, it's really, it, it is. Yeah. It's not a, I would, this would be an interesting study. I wonder if Cosette is said more times than Cosette has lines.
0: Oh, very well could be. It
1: could be because they say it's said a lot over and over again in yep. sections. And Fantine says it and before we even meet Cosette and then Valjean yep. says it a ton. And then I mean Marius says like Cosette, one of his lines is Cosette Cosette. Right. Like that's that's his whole line. And then it's
0: like life without Cosette and will you weep, yeah. Cosette? Like <laughs> So right. they do, they talk about her
1: all the time. Well, because nothing rhymes with Cosette. So you've got to put the, if you end a line with Cosette, yeah. the next line has to end also with, with Cosette. Cosette. Yeah,
0: now I'm trying to think Unless of things that rhyme with Cosette.
1: Nothing good rhymes with Cosette. Let's see what, you know, like, you know, Grisette. Di- yeah, dining set. You know, <laughs> dining none of these things. <laughs> TV fine. set. That doesn't work either. Poor Cosette. Oh, t- well, that's that's the thing of it. Is what makes it so frustrating is that she is. I mean, she's the symbol of the purity and goodness yeah. that everybody is working for. Yeah. And when she's a child, that's fine. You can kind of, before she has any real agency, because no children can make decisions for themselves, they can't care for themselves. <laughs> so she's, and there's an interesting you know, contrast with Cosette and Eponine right. as children, and Eponine being the spoiled little brat, and <laughs> Cosette being cosette i don't know what words you do because she doesn't do a whole lot and then she then we then flash forward, and it obviously a pure-hearted sweet girl living in the gutter stealing right. from people and uh, under the thumb of her parents and then cosette has grown up and become this continued her cherubic path with valjean and but She's the center of the action. She's the reason a lot of a, a lot of lot things, of things happen. are happening. Yeah, But she doesn't, it, it's not like Valjean set out to protect her and like you say, she runs away out of rebellion and then he's got to go get her. Right. It's like, I always wonder, where in the hell is she while Marius and, and Valjean are at the barricade?
0: Who knows? What is she
1: doing? I How guess she's- How is she being like, is she just in that? Because they're fleeing. Right. They're fleeing. And then all of a sudden he's like- no, I'm gonna hang out and make sure that this guy is cool, is fine, which is great. Like, right. again, but there's no hint of where she is. You know, Eponine, whiny though she may be, <laughs> is running around. You know, getting changing clothes, getting shot, like doing yeah. all kinds of stuff.
0: I'm sure, <laughs> like that's just, Valjean like, off in
1: the tower somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, really though. <laughs> I'm sure Valjean was like Cosette. Now you stay here, right? And I'll be back. And, and she's she probably does, like, okay,
1: which is so annoying because you want her to be like what you want her to do
0: yeah like a little feisty or something but i think like people have been protecting her like her entire life you know i mean even when she was as soon as she was you know like taken from
1: or like not taken
0: but valjean yeah like took her in well
1: he kind of does so hang on for a second
0: (laughs) (laughs) it kind of is kidnapping there's a lot (laughs) of stuff that
1: happens in les mis that is only okay because we know who the characters are right because like,
0: we know Valjean's like a a wonderful human that's going to take care of her.
1: right, and because ostensibly like the Ternardiers are taking care of Cosette, and this guy like shows up and is like, "I knew Fantine. Fantine's dead. Give me the give me that girl.
0: Give <laughs> some money.
1: They're not good people. Right, and that's the thing is he pays them off for it. But it, it, it's funny to me that even in that song, there's the lyric, you know, one thing more, one small doubt. There are treacherous people. Yeah, you're like ooh, and yeah, you're just like, actually, yeah, man, there there are, and you are some of the like. Now, the other thing is, the Tenardiers are those treacherous people.
0: Sure.
1: So, like, fine, but it we're is, like, like, we
0: know it's a foil. It's he's a, not the treacherous, right? He's person. not the bad
1: person, <laughs> but it's not great. <laughs> so, but then she's taken away, and everything's fine, and she tracks off to, I guess, well, because also. I mean, how many years pass between...
0: I guess, like, uh, supposedly 10, right? 8, 10 years? Is it 10? Years? Okay.
1: Because she... I mean, when you did it in high school, you would have been roughly... The right The age. right age. Yeah. Yeah, that she would have been 17, like 18. 18, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, so it would have be been about, about 10 years. And then they're in Paris. And then, you know, everything's... Just I mean, like... we've talked before about, like, the... the... It is hilarious to me that the plot of this story ostensibly hinges around the fact that javert and thenardier and valjean end up in the exact same spot in paris oh yeah 10 years later and since it's only two scenes later i think we don't (laughs) question it a whole lot but it's like he beats up javert goes to tenardier and then goes javert pops it pops yeah. up right at the right second while he's being robbed but i mean it's just it, the incredulousness of it is right which is maybe why the falling in love at first sight thing didn't bug me because there's a lot happening yeah like, i
0: think we just buy some of the if stuff if we're just you know? if we're gonna
1: pull these threads the whole yeah. thing's gonna come apart
0: well and i think like because that a little bit of the falling in love for sight is like we do have to remember that they are like 17 or 18 you know like right that they really and, and then they just happen to keep going it's not not like the you know you fall in love in high school and then usually it fizzles out like a month later and you're like oh yeah i'm not really these two just hung on
1: right (laughs) and she does nurse him back to health
0: yeah i think they go through quite a lot yeah together right actually that's my favorite moment i think of cosette is the every day every day you walk with stronger step you walk with longer step the worst is over Every day, I wonder every day, who was it brought me here from the barricade? Don't think about it, Marius, with all the years ahead of us. I will never go away, and we will be together every day. Every day, we'll remember that night and the vow that we made. Yeah, where you're like, oh, look at them being like a real life couple, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cosette a- being the stronger one of Wait. the two, because Marius that is, is like true. a little bit of a pansy too. Yeah, so like let's they, talk about
1: Marius for a minute. They
0: kind of work together, like you know.
1: <laughs> you two deserve each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like this, like lovely, pure, pure. Well, there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of romantic archetypes mm-hmm. in the show. Which is, I think, only startling because the romantic archetypes show up a third of the way in.
0: Yeah. It's almost an hour into the show. When we
1: finally get Marius and, and adult Cosette. Yeah. It, it an, is Eponine. an Eponine. And Eponine. All right. Because we get the the beginning of it is so stark with like these real interesting human conflicts and interesting problems that like, you know, Valjean obviously released from prison, tries to do the right thing, can't, steals the silverware. <laughs> And then like is forgiven in this miraculous moment and released and actually given more than he stole. And it has this profound effect on him and he completely turns his life around. Yeah. Fascinating. Amazing. And then he inadvertently leads to Fontaine being fired and winding up on the street. And he has tremendous guilt about what he's done. Oh, yeah. And he does the right thing again. I mean, he really goes on this crusade to like, you know, do all this. But then like after all these series of like morally tough decisions. I mean, because Le Mis to me is essentially a series of complex, a series of tough moral decisions that every character except goes is faced. It may not be true, but like every character at some point is faced with a, with a decision they have to, they can go left or they can go right. They have something they have to do. And Valjean gets front loaded with them. Like he has four in a row. (laughs) And like, who am I? Is basically that is the like decision to be like, like, do I, I could go like my whole life could be fine if I let this guy go back to jail but right. of course I, can't, I he doesn't cuz he's a, he's the best guy in history <laughs> and but like even you know Javert faces the moral quandary of whether to let Valjean and Marius pass when Marius is hurt like all this sort of stuff people right. have to make these choices and uh, but once we get into this, this sec- the the meat of the show which is the the all the stuff in Paris Except for Marius deciding to stay and fight instead of running away with Cosette, right. which is a decision he makes in an instant.
0: I was about to say, I, yeah, it doesn't get a lot of stage time. It's more like, well, should I go with there yeah. across the sea?
1: Right. Well, Angeras wants me to do this. Right. So I'm and do I kind of promised I'd be there. So well, like, I think
0: Cosette and Marius both kind of let other people make their decisions a lot of the time. Like, oh, she, yeah. she, I think she knows, like, well, Valjean has done all this for me. Like, I am going to be very dutiful well to and him, the realism you
1: know? of this her circumstance that she is yeah. a seventeen eighteen year old uh, woman in I mean what year is it when they finally get to Paris it's
0: July rebellion
1: so but whatever it is they're not you know she she won't <laughs> her choices would be stark <laughs> <in terms> of, <laughs> she certainly couldn't live in the style to which she'd become accustomed but it is the you know, she, she, if she doesn't go with Valjean, she's kind of got nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, here we go. 1832. There you go. So, oh, it tells you. It's nine years later.
0: Oh, nine. So she's
1: nine, and then she's 19, and then she's 18. 18. Look at that. It says it right there. 1823. Um, But so, the... But these these two are two like, sort of romantic archetype lead lead characters or central. You know they're not leads, but the the romantic leads. Both are kind of followers, mm-hmm. and and I think Marius is way whinier than Cosette is.
0: Oh yeah, I, I
1: think that that might be a product <laughs> of the fact that he has a lot more to say <laughs> than than she does.
0: She might be whinier if she had more to say. I don't. I don't
1: know. I That's don't think she
0: is, would d- be whiny though. No. No. No
1: probably not she's very i mean she's the knock on Cosette is that she's she's like Annie, she's just like she's she's the French orphan Annie she's, she's just like, like Annie. well but she is she's just like you know castle on the cloud is just tomorrow in in a minor key, like it's just you know <laughs> and she you know she's just always sort of does the right thing and is good and plucky, but she doesn't really isn't really given anything to do, and it's a real. I mean it's Evan Casey when he was here I remember him hating um A Heart Full of Love I mean he just absolutely Oh yeah so many
0: people hate it I'm like well. okay
1: so, yeah I don't well, that's the thing is I said to him as a writer I approach it with like well we have to have this scene, like, yeah, scene you have has to have to... these little
0: glimmers of love, and but hope also they and... have to
1: actually talk to each other and right. like, actually meet and actually, like, otherwise, communicate. Because like, otherwise, when
0: Marius is fighting for her or whatever, it's like, we gotta have something that well, because that's it, they have with.
1: that scene, and then one, one day, day more. more, and then it's act two, yeah. And Cosette is gone from the beginning of act two, yeah. up through is it all the way through empty chairs and empty tables? Sure
0: thing, yep she My does not and you know there's mention of like he sent her a le- they're like writing letters and Eponine's oh, right. bringing it to, you know so they're talking because Valjean about
1: intercepts the letter that's how right. he knows yeah
0: and you know supposedly when they they met with the with the basket and then he's been following her around but yeah their only communication is heart full of love and one day more which one day more they're separated when it's like live until today how can I live when we are parted? One day more Tomorrow oh, you'll be, world be worlds away, away. And, and yet, yet with, with you, you my world has started One more day on
1: my life. Will we Every ever meet me? again One
0: more day within the that I was born
1: I swear I will, will be, true. be true but she never saw me there.
0: and then when the chorus comes in they separate they
1: split yeah wow
0: so they're just like how can I live <laughs> well I guess we'll see
1: we're <laughs> not like whatever I don't know that's so funny I never even thought about that she's gone I mean, from build the barricade through an uh, every day, like that's a huge chunk of act two, yeah. and she's got nothing she's at home i'm I'm like dumbfounded a little bit right now. It really is like <laughs> and is there but the, so during the barricade sequences in the novel is she is she around or is it mainly focused on?
0: She's not, I mean... Now, another novel
1: isn't structured in a traditional, like, story... Like, what we think of as to be a traditional novelistic style. It's 800 pages long, or however long the thing is. Right. And it's got huge character offshoots, and we go on journeys with other characters for long stretches of time, and then come back to the sort of main story. And the musical covers the main story. So... Like a lot of French novels at the time, it was much more interested in characters, but also just mood and tone and and the allegory of what it was saying. Other than telling a story, it wasn't the telling the story was an excuse. So to sort of do all the other things. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a hard question to answer. But do you have any sort of recollection, like scenes of being like, oh, that's what she was doing? She there was-,
0: was yeah, there was a little more of. I mean, not much, but um they they have again more like Valjean coming like coming home like he's going in and out and everything and she's like what are you doing and like what is going on and tell me what's happening um and he has a little more like contempt for the whole marius thing because he's like not sure what's going on but he can see that she's getting letters and that she's upset about something and and so they have more like arguments about this okay (laughs) um but yeah i mean there's not she's not doing anything particularly right.
1: well that's the thing is the musical ends up feeling like a cliff's notes version of whatever's going on oh, Like we're yeah. hitting the highlights yeah and you know it's still three hours long oh i mean it's God. still a, it's so a beast
0: you know what also is interesting in the book about cosette is that they describe her for a long time as being like homely looking hmm. like that she's not attractive until sort of like right before she meets marius
1: oh sure <laughs> it's right. like oh okay yeah yeah right
0: because I think in the musical you sort of like picture that she just like pops up as like right and now well, and that's, this is what I look like I think like. that's
1: very of the time the sort of his love makes me beautiful kind of totes nonsense yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we have come to be oh she's a woman now like she's crossed the the line yeah now it's okay it's okay she's a woman now it's okay she's but you know Marius is here <laughs> she'll move from from man to man and it'll be it'll be fine <laughs> yeah oh man <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but some tremendous actresses have played this role oh, yeah. and been nominated for awards. I mean, it, it is oh Judy Kuhn. she's Judy amazing. Coon? Yes, absolutely. Long may the queen, long may she reign. Is, I wish is...
0: I could have seen her do it. Oh God, because she must been. have had subtext out the wazoo to get a Tony nom for Cosette.
1: Well, and it's because she doesn't have a song.
0: She just has in my life, which is like two seconds long, and Valjean then interrupts her.
1: Right. She does. You expect. I mean, when you, as you point these things out to me, I think people would say, like if I asked somebody, what is Cosette's song in Les Mis, everybody would take a second before they, they would, realized hmm? she doesn't have one. Because even Marius has empty chairs and empty tables. Like yeah. characters oh. have solos and yeah. Eponine has um, On My Own. Right. She's song.
0: on stage by herself for like a minute and a half.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that's that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's like, oh, there's another man. But she is
1: the character around which, like we say, sure, everything revolves. So it feels like... She's a lot more involved, yeah, than she actually is because, as also as you say, um, people are talking about her all the time. Right. Which I think was Orson Welles' definition of the star of a show or of a movie. He he plays um, in the movie The Third Man. He plays Harry Lime. Spoiler alert for The Third Man, and <laughs> it's supposed to be a surprise, but he. He described he's only in a third of the movie, but he always said he was the lead, or the star is what he actually said. I'm the, the star. star of the movie. And everybody said, That's crazy. What are you talking about? He said, No, it's the star. The first two thirds, all anyone's doing is talking about me. Yeah. and then I show up. And he said, It's it's I'm I'm the highlight. And Cosette is that way. She yeah. is once we get Fontaine,
0: The show revolves it's around all Cosette. about
1: Cosette. We have yeah. to find Cosette. Cosette has to be okay because we think Cosette is sick. Yeah. Cosette is not sick. Or she might be, Tenardius probably wouldn't notice if she was, except the water wasn't like be, being got out of the well. Um, but yeah, it is a, it's one of those roles where you don't notice how little you have to do until I think you probably step on stage to do it. And then you go, oh, that's it? You're like, oh, oh okay, wow, I'm I don't good. have to be there. How many rehearsals do I get to miss? Right. Wow, I'm, you're not going to get like, to me until oh. next week? Okay, well, fine, I guess. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's a... But it is a it is a sought after part. It is a coveted role. It is the you know romantic. No, well, she gets of the show. all the high
0: notes. You know
1: she does. She is the soprano. In the wedding
0: dress and all of that. That's true. Stuff,
1: so did you get any? It would be more in the high school production, but <laughs> I, I think that there's there was a lot more. The guy. Okay, so the guys in my community theater were way more into Eponine mm-hmm. than Cosette.
0: Oh yeah, like I I think I was the only girl that really wanted to be Cosette. When we did it in high uh-huh. school. And yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone pulls for Eponine and Marius. Even
1: though I would argue that Eponine has less, I don't know about less agency, but is a more problematic character mm-hmm. than Cosette is
0: yeah well and i you know i was always on team cosette and i was right. like no like they're it's meant to be and they're like gonna be this beacon of hope
1: <laughs> it's a damn beacon of hope everybody <laughs>
0: it's a beacon of hope and everyone's right. protecting Get her for a reason right she must, true. Be, great she must be great if everyone is everyone
1: is willing to like die you know and, and sacrifice themselves and their safety for that's her. what i always thought there must be a reason there that everyone something's going on somebody knows something <laughs> But yeah, she it, it, Eponine, who gets a lot of like, I don't know, she was just, people thought she was cooler, is <laughs> is a lot less, but to me a lot, like now looking at it critically, is a lot less cool than Cosette is.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I sort of came to the same realization. Yeah, she
1: real I mean, she does stuff, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she is just, she's all in on Marius in a way that I find to be kind of disturbing. Like, yeah. Like in, in a... She's yeah, she's so deep in and and actually, it feels there's a way to read her, especially when you listen to this recording and you hear all their other moments together, like when he gives her the letter, yeah, or I when love they those run sexes. into each other. I do too, but you really understand that like she feels kind of comfortable in this unrequited.
0: Yeah, I think she's like very thing. resigned to it because she also helps Cosette and Marius get together for sure,
1: right? Because like, he tells her to, yeah, and she doesn't. Yeah. My and favorite
0: she... thing she says about Cosette's side note oh, is when is when he says... I'm like,
1: ooh, an when... insult for the days. There you go. That's nice. <laughs> when does Eponine recognize Cosette? This is something that always gets...
0: She has that little moment, and it's on this recording. Uh-huh. But, well, I, she sings the Cosette Yeah, I right? I think she recognizes her... I don't know. I'm trying to think. In one of our versions, she did recognize. Oh, because Tonardier the, the says thing. her name.
1: That's that's one of the things is that because Tarnardier doesn't recognize Cosette. Tonardier recognizes Valjean and right. calls him the bastard who borrowed Cosette. Cosette. Yes. Right. Uh, and she's like, what? Right. Cosette. How does he know my name? Right. And then Eponine goes, Oh, right. Wait, that's a person. <laughs> uh, and it's yes it's yeah, pretty the
0: chaos of that like, the chaos and then yes scene. and then
1: javert's there and, and then it's a huge big number okay so she he does say it out loud mm-hmm. so that we all know what's going on
0: and then just in case we didn't we have that little thing with Epidine being like oh i recognize
1: right. her Ah, uh, hello
0: look what's become of me <laughs> yes
1: pity me Sad me.
0: Yeah, I think at first when I saw it, I was like, Oh, Eponine, she's like this epic, you know, unrequited love character. Like I wanna be her. And I think I i have liked her less and less as I've gotten older and I've liked Fontine more and more. Yeah,
1: Fontine is an amazing character. She's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. at first I just like wasn't terribly interested in her.
1: Fantine is is a really compelling I mean, just an absolutely... She has, to me, I might cry saying it, the, the saddest line and the sweetest line in the, in the whole show in, in uh, When She Dies. For oh God's sake, please stay till I am sleeping and tell the cause that I love her and I'll see her when I wake.
0: Oh my Is God. Is just...
1: I mean, it's it's heartbreaking and in the most beautiful. And also then again, I think she's the one who sings. Come with me, where chains will never bind you.
0: All your grief, at last, at
1: last behind.
0: give me all my trespasses and take me to your glory
1: she comes back at the end it Uh. is a just it breaks me it's such a because she is such a she's a character who who puts her money where her mouth is she has a a goal she's trying to she's trying to help her child she is a good hearted person she's taken in by the tenardiers but because she assumes that they're Caring for her daughter, not exploiting her daughter, right. she's easily taken in by them. But she has principles. She won't like. She won't sleep with the foreman. <laughs> she won't, you know, does all this stuff, um, and she's just one of these people who has a unfortunate series of events. Yeah. occur to her that are all, that are all. I like the fact that they're all small. They're sort of it's a compounding of small injustices. Right. Where this guy leaves her with a baby, like oh crap, right, and then she, you know, won't sleep with a foreman and this other woman has it out for her for some reason. Um, so she gets fired. And then she like she she's trying to raise money. She can't sell her, her stuff. She sells her hair and she ends uh, up being a prostitute because right. it's all she has. And then she dies for reasons that aren't quite...
0: Yeah, tuberculosis maybe. maybe. Is that what we think? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Point? She falls in the mud at one point, or right? Like I don't know. N
0: S T D I don't like Oh God,
1: that's a fast acting STD. I, mean, I don't know. Because she's a prostitute for like Yeah, that's true. That's very fast. Yeah. Yeah. She just... We don't... What we do not know, though, it just occurs to me, is how long the gap is between when she gets fired and when she actually becomes a prostitute. Like, how, if that's... Right. It's sort of... I always thought of it as one night, but you could kind of play it...
0: Uh, yeah, I always thought there was a little more time. Yeah, Lovely
1: Ladies could take place over the course of several days or even several weeks where she's, like, she's scraping by... She's selling things like she's, and then it just gets more and more and more desperate. Yeah,
0: I would have thought, like, oh, she doesn't maybe do anything for a couple days. And then it's like she sells her hair and that gets like a day. And then she's just, so she's just
1: trying to build it together. Yeah. Well, if you put it that way, then yeah, she probably gets just gets sick the way people did in the 19th century in France because it was. Well, and
0: she was probably living outside and, you know, which isn't great. All that terrible
1: stuff. Well, in the movie, she's living in the ship, right? Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to think that Cosette would grow up and be. Fontine, You know what I mean? Like, if that stuff
1: happens to Cosette, that's what she would do. Well, and that's what Valjean responds to in Fontine. I think, is this sort of, like, in himself, this indomitable spirit who is committed to doing the right thing. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Valjean steals a loaf of bread to feed his sister's child. Right. I assume they die at some point before the show starts. I guess.
0: (laughs) Because
1: he doesn't go looking for him.
0: No. (laughs) Um,
1: And Fontine becomes a prostitute, but it all in service of sending money to the Thenardiers to take care of her daughter yeah and i think valjean recognizes this kindred spirit in that way totally um because he's a superhero because i'm just now remembering he pulls a cart off a guy like oh my god it's the
0: runaway cart (laughs) it's maybe the weirdest scene in the show but also kind of cool only it's only funny to me because i remember blocking it And Uh like you know, obviously the cart doesn't actually weigh like hardly anything. Right, he picks it up, and you just see this like actor being like, struggle his (laughs) way. Well,
1: I remember when I saw it on the touring production, they do it with his back,
0: so he like puts
1: it straight up, and then he (laughs) like hoists it. I mean, it's very Superman. He's like lifting a train. He like very much flexes back, and he does look pretty. It looks very impressive very from the house. Yeah. Yeah. What I also remember like, in the oh. in the touring company, there's a lot of strobes, and then mm-hmm. like suddenly the cart's there on top of somebody. <laughs> like, oh my!
0: <laughs> oh god! That, to, that
1: escalated quickly. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you're right. You would hope that having been raised by Valjean and carrying and Fantine, the genetic material, yeah, Fontine, that she is going to be, and she is. I mean, she does, as you say, to be fair, demonstrates a certain amount of strength mm-hmm. in caring for Marius. And they're going to, you know, right be- from his convalescence through their <laughs> wedding. Yeah. Um, which comes on very fast. But, you know, it's it's a romance. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but as I get older uh, and have, I don't know if it's life experience or if it's just seeing a lot of the same stories, I find myself, and I wonder if you're this way too, just unbelievably bored with stories of unrequited love. <laughs> I find it to be just i don't know sad frustrating or just dumb, like or or on on at the worst cheap like there's always yeah you know because every single sitcom has to have two characters d- who are wild about each other but aren't doing anything about it and that's like three seasons worth of episodes, you know, of Will They or Won't They? And
0: we all watch it. Like, oh, well, right. when are they going to get gets... together? Well, I mean, what season is it right. going to get back together? Right. And then they get
1: together and then they break up and then oh, they get yeah. together with somebody else. That's all. And there's this whole, like, I don't know. It just always ends up feeling. It feels contrived. It feels fake. And I. Not that I don't know people who have been in circumstances like that. Sure. But they generally get over it or do something about it. They don't live in. Right. The, the whatever it is. Now, Eponine probably, again, is 18, and it makes a lot of sense. Also, it makes a lot of sense for me that she's into Marius because he's just, just because he's nice to her.
0: Yeah, and nobody else is. And a really lot of people aren't, aren't nice yeah. to her
1: at all. Um, well,
0: and I assume they've known each other for like since they were like early teens that he's he's been like around you know
1: well right because he's rich right yeah. isn't that the, another bit of it mm-hmm. and that, so he strikes me along with the other students as people who go down to the slums and right and slum it quite, quite literally <laughs> and with the best of intentions but still like it's it's tourism and except for angel ross none of them are really true believers in right. the cause but the next
0: time i'm in the show i want to play angel ross side note
1: it's the best part in the show. Oh, he's absolutely fantastic! I really fantastic. like it. Is this now that guy won the Tony in the Broadway production? His name because is his me. voice
0: was just completely unreal.
1: But also <laughs> the character. Like I remember, I had a friend in high school who wanted to play Angel Ross. I was like, why? Like it's such a small part, and he dies and it's whatever. But no, it is. Oh, no, you are great. on stage with a point of view and things to do, things to say. Yeah. yeah, you run that show, and his yeah. his representing the sort of. I mean, he's the kind of the other side of the coin from Javert mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because Javert also being unwavering moral, like his own morality, not real morality, but like right. his own point of view. <laughs> his version of it. Well, it is. And it's, yeah. its fa- I mean, Javert, the two most, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The the two most fascinating characters to me in the show are Tenardier and Javert. Mm-hmm. Because they have such a specific point of view in the universe, both of which hinges around, and with, with Jean Valjean, all three of them see themselves in relation to god they all talk about god and they all talk about yeah. their role and like you know valjean says like you know god has saved me for or the bishop says it to him you know you have bought your soul for god and valjean takes that seriously but javert believes the same thing oh he yeah is righteous and it's on the side of the angels as stars tells us the path of the
0: righteous shall have their reward yes they shall <laughs> yeah. and the, but
1: then the minute his his rigidity is so structured that when it is Chipped away in right. the tiniest bit.
0: He's like, I'm going to kill him. He has to
1: kill himself. He can't yeah. survive, which I find. But so also. Tragic. It's terribly tragic, but yeah. it's, it is it is very understandable. We get where he's coming from. Yes. And Tenardier is the same way, where is sort of amoral existence <laughs> is validated it by the, like he's just, he has seen the horrors of the world yeah. and come away with a totally different point of view of just like, there is no God and I can do whatever I want and watch me. Like, <laughs> like when it goes down me. to
0: the sewers, he's just like, yeah. I it's mean, the best
1: part of the show. I can I, steal all
0: this stuff and it, it doesn't even matter. It was
1: the biggest mistake. Well, no, not the big, the movie made a lot of mistakes, but one of the big mistakes the movie made was cutting that. Yeah. Sequence because without it, Thenardier is just kind of a foppish. Yeah, because it's relief. just kind
0: of he's the yeah, comedic relief. Yeah. Exactly. He's he doesn't have the like, dark
1: yeah, he's a dangerous man who will do anything. Yeah. And this the the scene involving Cosette and Eponine where he is going to rob Valjean's house. Right. There's so much menace in in every performance I've ever heard or oh, seen. Yeah. Where you really don't know what he's gonna do when he gets inside. And I think with Eponine really gives you the sense of like no 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 like this is bad right, all of like, this is bad
0: yeah this is not the hot no no dad yeah, and also like- the fact that he doesn't recognize his own kid <laughs> so good such
1: a mouth give me your
0: hand what have we here who is this hussy? it's your brat Eponine don't you know your own kid why is she hanging about you Eponine get on home. you're not needed in this will and not here without you
1: all oh, this house I tell you, there's nothing here for you Just the old man and the ghoul They live ordinary lives Don't end up here, you've got some gold Take care young miss, you've got a lot to say She's going soft,
0: it happens to all Go home, Panine, go home, you're in the way
1: I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna warn them here One little scream
0: and you'll regret it for a year for love, what an absolute treat to see a cat and its father pick a boat on the street! of a song, out of you. I told you I'd do it. I told you I'd do it. You ain't my girl. Be your this night. I'll make a scream. You'll scream all right. Leave it to me.
1: Don't wait around. Make for the sewers. Go underground. I really don't.
0: Yeah, you're don't like, like, oh like what crap. He's, what is he's not he a good guy. A he's not. He's funny. Oh, but like when it's
1: not happening to you, like, and I really, and they really do a great job in of that character of like,
0: yeah, it could get dark real fast, which is it's why it's more.
1: disappointing to me that side like Eponine, or excuse me, Cosette doesn't get moments like that. Not that I think she should be dark, but like, there's a lot of tiny moments that they give to to give you a sense of who he is. Yeah, and I think with just a couple more. I don't know where you put them. This show is dense <laughs> as hell. I don't know where it goes. But I would love to see because even Eponine, as much as I disagree with her point of view, or at least her approach, I get I get it. Yeah. She has that big song. I understand how she thinks. I understand how she feels. And I, yeah. I understand where she's coming from. And I do not like it, because that ends up just being this saintly figure.
0: Right. Which is, you know, valid to have in the show too. But I think also her that in my life, that song is played, not always like true to the lyrics. I mean, I think mm. Judy does an amazing job, but like, I mean, the lyrics really are. In my life, there are so many questions and answers that somehow seem wrong.
1: Yeah. How so? How many performances did you do Cosette for in Ohio?
0: Um, I think we did seventeen. Okay. Like so not so like a, a
1: chunk. Yeah. Um. Not too. And bad. how did you did you have trouble kind of after several weeks of this like <gasps> rising up one more time to do heart full of love and being like oh god like here we ride again or were you was it always
0: um, you know honestly no because of who played marius okay. i like truly believed every single day i was like i distinctly remember and like to be clear I, we were not in love o- sure. off stage and anyway, sure. he was married but um but on stage i was like oh, my God, like, I I truly believe you just fell madly in love with me just by, mm. like, what your eyes look like. And I remember thinking, like, I hope someone looks at me in real life the way that <laughs> this boy looks at me on stage. So it really, it really felt, like, truly, like, magical. Okay, <laughs> that's day, great. Which was awesome. That's yeah, because I think otherwise, much. and he used to, like, ad lib like little whispering things every so often and i was like
1: oh my my god and they were
0: like beautiful things wow and so like i really think we we had great chemistry and something going on that people didn't see you know that people didn't necessarily hear in the audience but we felt there was more of a story sure going on
1: (laughs) that's good well yeah and and that's what you need to do often to keep it not only not in like even in the most well-written characters and shows like yeah doing it over and over and over and over again you have to find things to keep it yeah fresh i
0: remember specifically like right before heartful of love starts you know there's the flute that's like mm-hmm. and the choreography was like that i was looking down at the letter i had mm-hmm. got like gotten and and that was the cue for me to look up and meet him and i don't know how he did it every single day he like lost his breath and like caught it again he'd go like and I was like, oh my God. And without fail, he did it every single show. And I was like, wow, we are in love. Like, this is it.
1: Well, now you're ruined, though. That's the problem. Like, no, that's what you need. No. <laughs> it, it was good, though. Yeah. That's I think, good. No, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. That's really good. I mean, that's, that is. That is rare and yes. I and I think you were that's that's really lucky. I got that's very a really lucky. great yeah, yeah to have that kind of immediacy in those yeah. scenes. Oh well, that's impressive.
0: He's now Frankie Valley on Broadway so there's that.
1: Oh, well, yes. Cool. Then he was good.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? I just remembered this. Oh my gosh. So, I remember blocking A Heart Full of Love. I'm telling you, I had a great director and I think changed my mind for Cosette and Marys. Um, he <laughs> His wife was the choreographer, and so they imitated it, and they had me and Marius speak the words to "Heartful of Love," and they, oh, okay, and they played it as like I can't, I can't believe this happened, but it did. They were like, this could also be the lyrics to like the first time that you guys have sex, like because mm-hmm. that and marius why right? i'm doing everything all wrong whatever sure and and so we spoke the lines and they like were like touching each other and like you know playing mm-hmm. with each other's hair and doing all this like really intimate stuff and he was like so that's what's going on in your head guys right. like uh-huh. so it didn't seem so sappy it seemed more like i'm trying like i'm just saying things that are coming okay up. you know what i mean yeah like, Uh, all that do I dream and like oh I'm awake like I'm definitely experiencing (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) instead of just like do I dream I'm awake you know (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're the first episode of 2019. Ooh, exciting. So what coming is coming up for you in 2019?
0: Ooh. Um what is coming up for me in 2019? I'm not terribly sure about full-time shows yet. We still have a couple in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't talk about that. Sure. Um I know I am going to Savannah in February for the American Traditions Competition, which mm. is like they bring down, it's an international competition. They choose like 24 people to come compete in person. And we do 13 different genres of American music. Whoa. Over a week. Yeah. And we all like compete for Man. a bunch of money.
1: Yeah. So that'd be fun. That sounds good. <laughs> and oh I got to, you
0: know, practice for that. Yes, it's I would like say A lot so. of songs to prep between now and then. Yeah,
1: I would. Yes, it feels like it. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you're in the DMV area, you do teach?
0: I do teach. Yeah. I teach at um, Cardin Studios. It's in... Um, Petworth. Oh, great.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll head on down to Petworth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can me. find Catherine doing that thing. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This. This, this was, was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> the original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at Unknown Penguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone, and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Catherine Riddle for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal.